Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV. That's right. In the house with Ken and Jared, your home improvement questions are answered. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick. Sometimes sitting next to me is my father, Ken, but usually it is uh, my good friend, nephew, and general manager, Brandon Moulton. How you doing, brother? I am doing fantastic. Man, I, I just want to start off and say uh, the home show last week, man, what a, it was a, blast. What a great time that yeah. was. Uh, all the listeners that, that came and, and saw us. I had the pleasure to meet them, and it was just such a such a great feeling to uh, to to meet these people and to actually talk to them in person. Yeah, I uh, I always enjoy home shows. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get to spend as much time there as I uh, wanted just because I had some family commitments, but um, but I was able to meet a number of great listeners, and and uh, it is a blast. It's uh, you know I know it's uh, you know obviously we get to hear people's. Um, voices on the radio mm-hmm. and we you know people who call in with uh, with questions but uh, i always like it when uh, when people come out and and say hi to us yep absolutely and uh you you know last week you had made a comment you know sometimes our voice looks better than what we look like <laughs> and so and so most people were trying to figure out who looks better and they only, they only had me to judge by so i won <laughs> Well, you're probably going to win, even if I am standing next to you, uh, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, uh, special thanks to to all of our great listeners who came out to the uh, to the home show last weekend. Uh, it was a great time, and um, uh, and it was a blast. So uh, we'll be sure to let you know about the next one, and 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 I think that we're going to do something bigger for the next one. Actually, uh, we were talking to the home show people, and and um, and uh, looks like we're going to do something even even bigger uh, next time at the uh, at the home show there so awesome well this show is in the house all about home improvement and construction if you have a project that you're working on and you want to know how to get to the next step or if there's something in the house that you need to fix you want to know how to get started with it this is the place to be whether it's a structural question electrical plumbing anything having to do with home improvement you can give us a call now uh, we own a business uh, called universal roof and contracting throughout the week we help people with uh, their roofing siding and window needs uh, but I'm a general contractor and have been for a long time and um, uh, so any type of home improvement question is okay if you have a leaky faucet you want to know how to stop it or find it or maybe you have a leak somewhere and you don't even know where it's coming from, you want some help on, on trying to figure out what the problem is, uh, maybe uh, you're thinking about do, doing a remodel or an addition and you want to know uh, what average uh, cost per square foot it is to do that. Uh, maybe you are um, uh, trying to do some drywall repairs and you want to know uh, what type of texture to use. Maybe you're thinking about doing a siding job and you want to know whether to go over the top or whether to uh, to remove what is there. Maybe you've gotten some bids for something and you're getting different, differing opinions on what should be done and you want a, a third party or independent person to tell you uh, their advice, then that's the type of thing that we can answer here on In the House. Uh, I've been doing a home improvement radio show uh, for about 17 years now. We've only been in Jacksonville for uh, oh, six, six to eight months is how long we've been doing this show here on WOKV. But I've been doing a home improvement radio show for about 17 years now. So, um, a show's called In the House and, 
Uh, we're on different markets uh, throughout Florida, but uh, this is our uh, uh, this is our local Jacksonville show, and so uh, we want uh, you to be a part of it. So if you have a home improvement question, you can give us a call. The number's here, 340-1045. That's right, 340-1045. If you can't get through or you want to email us a question, you can do that through our website, uh, universalroofjacks.com, and you can just send your question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. We'll read the question live on the air, and then we will answer the question. But the best part of this show, let's face it, it's not us. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not us. It's you, uh, our great listeners. So if you want to be part of the show, we'd uh, be honored to answer your home improvement questions. Now, we have some stuff on our talk agenda to get to as well. Uh, We have some projects that we're working on that I want to chat about. Um, I had a, um, a, a big discussion this week uh, with somebody regarding metal roofing, and uh, and and so I want to uh, uh, take a, a few moments and and chat about that as well because there's some huge misconceptions about metal and and um, and I feel like we have a responsibility here to to kind of chat about those and and uh, my experience with it and and some of the some of the um, uh, do's and don'ts of, of metal roofing. So we're going to chat about that a little bit uh, today. Uh, and um, uh, and then, of course, your calls. And again, the number is uh, 340-1045. No. All right, so I was having a conversation. So that's right. Uh, that is the number to dial, 340-1045, with your home improvement questions as well as questions at universalroofjacks.com. Great morning this morning, and uh, we always forward to having you be part of the show. I enjoy coming in and chatting with you, but let's face it, the best part of this show is not me, it's you, our great listener, and I always enjoy when you call in with your home improvement questions. So we are going to talk a little bit about metal roofing. We also um, uh, have some other stuff on our talk agenda as well, and uh, so we would love for you to be part of the show. You can email us a question, and you can do that at our website, questions at universalroof.com. Jacks.com. So I'm flying solo today. Sometimes with me is uh, is Ken, and sometimes with me is Brandon. But uh, you have just Jared this morning. In fact, I'm going to call myself just Jared. It's not Jared. It's just Jared this morning on the, in the house. So um, I'm going to start out with an email question here uh, because I do enjoy doing them. This comes to us uh, from Lucy, uh, and she writes. My husband and I are thinking about remodeling our kitchen. My husband wants to paint our cabinets, and I want to replace them. What are the advantages of replacing over painting? So a great question, uh, it really is. And when deciding whether or not to paint or whether or not to replace, um, there's a few things that I want you to look at. One is is if you have melamine cabinets. Uh, what what I mean by that is melamine is actually a, a uh, a uh, vinyl material or plastic material that actually goes over the top of the wood. Usually they're like an MDF or composite material, and then they have a covering that goes over the outside. Uh, if you have melamine cabinets, I'm probably not going to recommend painting them. 
Um, the melamine uh, over time can actually uh, peel off. It can start to separate. And um, it's much harder to get the paint to stick to the melamine than it would be to an actual wood cabinet. Now, if you have a, an actual wood cabinet uh, and the outside surface is wood, uh, then what you would have to do is you, if you are going to paint it, you need to, um, I, I recommend uh, going over it uh, with some light sandpaper uh, just to rough it up a little bit. Um, and then um, make sure that you clean it uh, after that just to get uh, any dust and debris off. And then um, use a good primer sealer and then you can paint over the top. Now deciding whether or not to paint uh, or whether or not to replace, um, if the cabinets are in good shape, there's no problems with them. Uh, they um, uh, they don't really have any issues. Uh, if the layout of the kitchen is what you want, uh, in other words, the refrigerator's in the right place, the sink's in the right place, uh, there's plenty of storage for you, uh, and all you want to do is just freshen it up, then painting the, ca the cabinets uh, are definitely not a bad option. Another advantage to painting over replacing is that it's going to be significantly cheaper. So uh, painting the cabinets um, could possibly even be a do-it-yourself project, whereas most of the time I'm not going to recommend that people replace their own cabinets. Uh, but painting um, uh, many times um, uh, is a do-it-yourself project. Uh, what you're going to find is that if you brush um, uh, on the paint uh, as opposed to spray it, uh, many times you can see lines in the paint, whereas if you spray it, um, uh, it seems to be a, a cleaner job and, and uh, obviously no brush marks uh, that way. So, um, But what we're going to find is that most of the time, people, if they're going to planning on staying in the house for a long time, are typically going to replace the cabinets because then you can change the layout. In other words, let's say that you have a wall that separates your kitchen from your family room. Well, if all you do is paint your cabinets most of the time you can't do anything with that wall issue. Or let's say that you really wish that you had more storage. If you're just painting the cabinets, obviously that doesn't change the storage. Um, and also if your drawers are not functioning properly, obviously painting it doesn't fix that. So, um, so you know, those are some, some things that you should uh, look at when deciding uh, whether or not to, to paint or whether or not to replace. So uh, good luck with that project, and thank you for that email question. And if you want to email us a question, you can just do that by emailing it at questions at universalroofjacks.com. Or, of course, you can call us with your home improvement questions, which are 340-1045. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Linda on the south side. How are you today, Linda? I'm just perfectly fine, thank you. Great. How can I help I you this morning? I have... Um a significant size driveway, which is like the river rock that's been uh, the community's about 25 years old. So I'm getting some significant cracks. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm thinking about pavers, which I've done before. And also, um, around the rest of my house, I have two significant um, natural brick pavers as well as sidewalks that go to the front of the house. So I'm mm -hmm. sort of looking at what makes the most sense. Are pavers a lot more? I've not never used brick on a driveway, so I don't know if that would uh, hold up. Um, the patios seem to be fine, but cars are different. So I'm looking at the alternatives for that and wondered if you had any suggestions. 
Sure. Now, we're talking about replacing your actual driveway, correct? Right. Be- yeah. With the cracks in the river rock, yeah. uh, you know, you can't really repair those. Correct. Yeah. I like the so, river I mean, rock. I- yeah, I mean, I love pavers. So, I, I mean, uh, what you're going to find is that uh, on my house, for example, I, um, I added a circular driveway about a year and a half ago, and, and I put pavers in. I love the the richness of the pavers. I love the look at the of the pavers. I, I also like that they're individual, separate pieces. So, therefore, right. if a, a single p- paver gets a crack in it, you can remove that paver and replace that paver, and you don't have to replace your whole driveway. So, right. I, I naturally Naturally, am going to recommend pavers. There, rather there is. Brick. Go ahead. What was that? Rather, th- rather than the natural brick. Well, no, no. You can use well uh, uh, brick pavers. I'm fine either way. Whether you use natural brick or whether you use the concrete pavers, you're going to find today that that more often than not. Uh, that people are using concrete pavers right. as opposed to the actual brick. Now, right. now many times it looks like brick, except it's actually made of concrete that they add right. dyes to. And the reason is, is because it's less expensive. And right. also the, 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 um, uh, the, uh, the PSI, the resistance to, uh, to weight is actually stronger with the concrete than it is with a, with an old typical clay brick. So, okay. e- but you can get the look of the clay brick even with a concrete paver. And it won't fade too much? Um, it depends on the color. What you're going to find is that if it has a lot of black in it, uh, the black colors seem to fade more than, um, more than any of the other colors. But no, um, so for example, my, my dad's house, we had put pavers in his house, uh, I don't know, probably 18 years ago, and, and we had used... Um, uh, they used to be called paver systems. They were they were bought out by Old Castle Coastal, uh, uh, and so Old Castle pavers uh, are my personal favorite. And uh, the the dyes that they use seem to hold up pretty well. Okay, okay. Well, that gives me an idea. Also, um, I was listening to your question just prior to mine about the thermofoil doors mm-hmm. uh, on kitchen cabinets, and I've done a lot of um, rehab. And uh, I just did a big, beautiful kitchen that the thermofoil doors were, a little bit of it was starting to delaminate and also kind of fade. And all of that thermofoil comes off almost like a simple skin that Mm -hmm. almost like peels off in one piece most of the time. And underneath the thermofoil doors is a very smooth, extremely smooth, um, some kind of wood substrate for... And um, it, it paints beautifully. I use um, a very small, fine roller, and it gives a little bit of texture, and they've turned out beautiful. So that's a very easy way to save money on a thermofoil door cabinet system. Very good. Very good suggestion. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Well- Okay. One other thing. Uh, one other thing on the driveway is that um, it is important to remove what you have existing, as right. opposed to going over the top. There's two yes. styles of pavers. There's the thin paver, which is designed for walkable areas like walkways or around pools, and then there's the thicker b- pavers, which are designed for vehicular traffic. And right. so it's very important to use the ones that are specifically designed for vehicular traffic when you're 
going to use it in a driveway. And and it, the uh, lower substrate will crack and make it not workable. I understand that. Yeah, in fact, I actually went to a house a couple weeks ago. Uh, a guy was uh, had called me because he was concerned about his driveway, and I go over there, and and the pavers are cracking everywhere, and um and, and which is not common. Like I typically don't see that, and and I went over to the side, dug down a little bit, and they had just used the thin pavers over the top of a old concrete uh, driveway, and and uh, so um so that's I just want to make sure I uh, um for everybody listening that if you are going to do pavers. Be uh, be sure that you remove the existing concrete or what's ever there. You want to do a good solid base, uh, and uh, usually crushed concrete is what we want as a base first, and then lay the pavers over the top. Thank you. That makes lots of sense. All right. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate your call. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That music means we need to take a break. Number to dial with your home improvement questions, 340-1045. That's right, 340-1045, or email us a question questions at universalroofjacks.com. This is In the House. We'll be right back. Welcome back. In the House with Ken and Jared. Your home improvement questions are answered here. Numbers to dial, 340-1045. I want to finish up the discussion. Uh, we were talking uh, before the break about pavers, and I just wanted to add a couple things to that before uh, before we go into this uh, next news break. The One of the things that is great with pavers is that you can actually change the sloping of an area pretty easy with pavers. What I mean by that is many times when, when houses are originally built, uh, maybe it slopes the wrong direction or you have an area of standing water uh, near the home. Well, with pavers, because they're individual pieces, you can actually re-slope that area in a much easier way. So for example, let's say you want uh, uh, part of it to slope to the right, part of it to slope to the left, and part of it to slope down so that that way the water, you direct the water in the area that you want. You can actually, as you remove the existing concrete, compact that area, install the crushed concrete in a way that actually gets the water to, to flow in the direction that you want. So for example, when I, uh, when I did, um, I put in a circular driveway in my home about a year and a half ago, um, I had an area where uh, on the right side of my home, it connected to um, to a tree, and then there was roots that went across there, and I didn't want to harm that tree, but I didn't want all of the water to go all the way to the left. So what I ended, was able to do is I was able to re-slope different parts of the driveway to direct the water where I wanted. If I did that in concrete, it would have I could really only slope it one direction or two. So um, pavers are definitely a great option. All right, when we get back, uh, Virginia has a question plus a line open for you, 340-1045. You're in the house. We are back. That is right. We are here answering your questions live today, 340-1045. Love for you to be part of the show. All right, let's go straight back to the phones. Let's talk to Virginia. Virginia, thanks for holding on through the break for me. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, A few years ago, maybe four years ago, I had uh, uh, what I considered... uh, a pretty flooring, uh, wood flooring put down. It was laminated, uh, but they didn't tell me that I had to be very careful about water spots. Well, I have a few water spots on it, and uh, I'm satisfied with the floor except for the water spots that you can't. I thought if I touched them up with something, I could do it, but I just wanted to know how you um, touch up a white spot. It looks like bleach uh, 
if you wipe the water off immediately, you don't have a problem. But I didn't know it was there, and uh, it left a couple of water spots. And I just would like to know if there's a way to touch them up. I got those pens that you touch up, pen, uh, you know, for uh, colored uh, flooring wood, and uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. work. So I just wanted to know if yeah, there was and that's that's one of the problems. It's one of the problems with laminate. So let's, let's talk about different types of, of wood floors. There's actual hardwood, then there is, um, uh, engineered hardwood, and then there's laminate. So, yeah. uh, regular hardwood is, is really just actual wood planks. Yeah. Engineered is, um, uh, is, is actual wood, but it's, uh, pieces that are, uh, that are engineered to resist moisture more, and there's different layers that are put together, but it's yeah. actually wood. Yeah. Laminate is not really wood. It, yeah. it is uh, it is really just kind of plastic or some yeah. sort of composite material that has a picture of wood on it uh-huh. and so so basically you're you're kind of out of luck yeah. um, there's no way to yeah to it, sand it, unless it you anything. have some extra pieces no I don't have any extra pieces. no there's no way to sand it yeah yeah, yeah there's no way to sand it sorry about that or uh, oh, well, uh, live and learn here, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. so I, th- there's really nothing that you can do. If you have extra pieces, then you can replace an individual piece. If you don't, then um, uh, you could place a nice piece of furniture over the white spot. What is your opinion? Sorry about of that. Bamboo? Must have, must have what, disc- what is your uh, opinion of bamboo? Um, I like bamboo. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there's. Um, uh, as a floor, it's actually, um, uh, it's a pretty good material. I like bamboo that it's a, uh, uh, it's a material that grows fast. So it's a, it's a material that, um, um, uh, that they can grow really well. Uh, and so, um, uh, so I actually like it. I, there are certain designs of home where it looks better than others. But a good friend of mine had put uh, bamboo floors in their house a few years ago, and it seems to be wearing pretty well. So, um, uh, so I like I like bamboo. Go in a bedroom. So it, it, I just thought I needed something, and I, I didn't want to put carpeting down. So. Yeah, I'm going to recommend engineered wood uh, most of the time. And engineered wood is so good because in, here in Florida, most of our uh, – uh, we, we have slabs here uh, most of the time on the first story. Large majority of houses, not every house, but uh, but large majority of construction here uh, is uh, it has slabs. And engineered, you can uh, glue direct to the concrete and not have buckling issues. So most of the time, I'm, I'm going to recommend engineered. And then you can actually let's say that there is something that happens to the wood you can sand it or there's a um uh there's some of them do sanding and then some of them is just like a roughing up process that you do and then you can restain it so but you can't do that with laminate thanks a lot bye-bye all right thanks virginia appreciate your call all right let's see let's go back to the phones let's talk to claude claude you're in the house how can we help you today Yes, I appreciate uh, the airtime, and sorry about talking about <laughs> the uh, the paper so much, but it's something that I've been pondering, and I, I've got a fairly large driveway. Um, it's it's all cracked up, and I've been thinking about wanting to add also a half circular to the existing driveway. But I, what I was wanting to know is two things: is if I went 
with all pavers, are you allowed to bring the pavers all the way to the city street curb? It's a great question, and it's a great portion of the discussion, actually. Uh, so, uh, and it's not an easy answer. So, I'm going to I'm going to give you some information, but then you'll need to check with your individual min- municipality. So, some. Uh, some neighborhoods specifically, if you have a homeowners association in your neighborhood, some homeowners associations will allow you to bring the pavers all the way to the street level, and some homeowners associations will not allow you to bring it to the street level, and then some homeowners associations won't let you do pavers at all. So that's a, a homeowners association issue. And then separately, we have the rules from the individual municipality that you live in. Now, for example, um, uh, when I uh, did mine, uh, um, they allowed me to bring the pavers all the way to the street, but understand that that first six feet, eight feet, depending on the, the municipality and neighborhood that you're in, is actually owned by the city. Even though it's mine, I have to mow it, it's, it's actually owned by the city. So what they made me do is they made me sign a release saying that if any repairs had to be done to that area, uh, so for example, let's say that the city had to come in and, and uh, modify the road and it damaged my pavers, it wasn't the city's responsibility to take care of it, it was my responsibility. I... I had to actually take over the responsibility of that area if something uh, were to get damaged. So most municipalities will allow you to take the pavers all the way to the street. It's just that you have to sign a release saying that you'll pay for any modifications. Well, to follow up on that, the reason I ask is because even if you're reconcreting, I think some municipalities require that that PSI be at a minimum of 3000 which, you know, you, most concrete companies, you can go as low as 2500 um, Correct. So, uh, do these pavers um, meet at least the 3000 or is that something that is not even need to worry about if you do, in fact, have to sign a waiver that it doesn't matter what the PSI of the paver is? No, they're still going to have requirements on the PSI for sure. But what you're going to find is that that most of the time, so that most of the time, the paver manufacturers far exceed the concrete because it's 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 a dry mixture. What they do, I actually toured um, uh, uh, Old Castle's um, paver manufacturing facility a few years ago, and what they do is they do a very dry mixture, and it's actually too much water ends up giving the concrete not as much strength. Uh, but it also, when you, when you pour concrete, let's say you, you mix it at the facility and then you get it all the way to the, to the home before you actually install it, you have to have enough water so that that way it, you can pour it out and form it and, and, and get it to go in the, in the right area. Well, that water, too much water actually lessens the strength of the concrete. Right. Well, the paver manufacturer, what they do is they use a very dry mixture. They use just enough water to get it to set down into the mold. And then they actually will um, let it uh, slow dry, and then they actually bake it afterwards in a kiln. And so, what ends up happening is, is it just makes it where it's much stronger. So you're gonna you're gonna find that most of the paver manufacturers are gonna meet um, uh, are gonna far exceed the three thousand, usually by two to three times. Okay. And one last question: Is it more affordable then to rip out an existing concrete driveway? And, you know, repack it with, you know, um, 
you know, the, 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 uh, the washout concrete that's been treated, uh, and, mm-hmm. and go back with pavers opposed to ripping out concrete and repouring it with concrete is pavers a, 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 a better way to go as far as, you know, financially? Well, um, if you asked me 10 years ago, I would have told you that pavers were way more expensive than concrete is. Today, concrete costs have actually increased. And so because of that, they're closer to the same. But I wouldn't necessarily say that pavers are less expensive. I would still say that they're, they're a little bit more expensive. You have the prep. You have to do the crushed concrete underneath of it. Um, so um, you can find some pavers that are less than some concrete, and you can find some concrete that is less than some pavers. But in general, a good quality paver installed, material labor, everything, I find today is going to be slightly more than a quality installed concrete. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jim. Thanks for your call. Really appreciate it. If you want to take his line, it's 340-1045, 340-1045. Any type of home improvement question is okay with me, whatever you want to chat about this uh, this morning. Uh, I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting, and uh, we help people throughout the week without, with their roofing and siding needs. Uh, but then every weekend I come in and answer your home improvement questions. I'm a general contractor, so really anything is okay, electrical, plumbing, uh, roofing, siding, windows, uh, structural issues, anything having to do with home improvement, uh, you can call with those questions. All right, uh, do I have time to take one more before the break, or should I should I break? Okay, let's go to Steve. Steve, you're in the house. How can I help you? Uh, yes, uh, I have a uh, metal roof on the house now. It's uh, green. Uh, when I put it on, it only took like a year for it to start fading. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be replacing that soon, and I'm thinking about the galvanized look. What are the pros and cons of that, and does it have what type of coating, or does it have coating on it? Sure. So um, uh, usually when we see fading that fast, it's usually be- because it's uh, just a a cheap coating on the metal. Uh, on the metal, um, a good coating like Kynar is a really good coating system that goes over the top of metal. A- and we found that um, most manufacturers of that give a a twenty or thirty year, sometimes even a fifty year um, uh, uh, manufacturer warranty on the coating. But if you use an inexpensive metal where it's just a a baked enamel finish, then that's usually when we find where the coating starts to come off. Now, with the mill finish, which means that it's you know it's just a, a galvanized metal, um, it doesn't have a coating, so therefore coating doesn't come off, right? Um, but it will rust easier. The mill finish will rust easier. The galvanized finish will rust easier than a than a Kynar finish. Um, so, so there's but no they type do. Of- coating whatsoever on the galvanized that you see um they appear to be like some sort of top coat if you don't yeah there is so that's correct yeah, correct. That, that's actually where I was, where I was just going. So they do pay, so you're going to find that you can find some panels where it's just a galvanization that, that they do. And then other ones, they'll do a galvanization, but then they will put other types of coatings over the top. In fact, there is a clear Kynar finish that can be put over the top as well. And so, um, uh, so some manufacturers, 
will put a uh, protective coating over the top of the mill, the mill finish, and then some will not. So, uh, again, it's just important to choose the right manufacturer. Okay. Then uh, the other question I have is uh, I'm going to be putting a fireplace in later on. It's probably going to be about a 10-inch round going to the roof. Is there a boot that you can buy, or how do you? how would you install that penetration to the roof? So are you, are you doing um, a gas um, one or a uh, wood burning? Wood, wood burning, like the old okay. iron. So, yeah, there's not a specific boot, but if you look at if you look at um, uh, the application instructions of whatever metal roofing system that you're going to use, there's they have what's called flashing details. And the flashing details are uh, the specific installation requirements or suggestions that they have in order to uh, to handle penetrations like chimneys. Now, in general, I would recommend a, a square chimney with a cricket before a round chimney, and and the reason is is that it's just easier to flash around it. Um, with a square, what you can do is you can wrap the corners so that it's so that you, the water doesn't come in properly. With round, what you have to make sure of is that the opening in the actual metal is the same as or slightly larger, I guess, you know, eighth of an inch, quarter inch larger than what the, um, the, the diameter of the actual hole is. And then there, you would have to uh, manufacture or make a metal band or circular metal flashing that goes around the base of the chimney that is exactly the right dimensions. And so because of that, in general, I would recommend a square chimney with a cricket as opposed to the round. You're going to find that it's going to be easier to flash. But I have like a, it's a eight pitch down to a four pitch, and it's not going to be far from the uh, the two different pitches there. It's not up near the near the ridge. So I, it would look yeah. terrible with a square Okay. And well, and the other thing is, I I don't recommend it going right through the pitch change. Like if there's a transition from an eight to a four, you need to make sure that that chimney does not go through that transition of the eight and four. If it does, that's that could be it's it'd be a waterproofing nightmare. I'm not saying it can't be done, but when you have those different angles all coming together it's just asking for a problem there so if it's right above it or right below it that's fine but if it goes right through that that transition that wouldn't be good and so i would build some sort of cricket there or i would redirect water and do it so that that way there it doesn't go right through the transition because those different angles especially with a metal roofing system especially with a round Having that fabricated where it's exactly right, where water doesn't come in, it's just a waterproofing nightmare. All right, thanks thanks for your call. Really appreciate it. Good luck with that project. All right, that music means I need to take a break. Coming into the final segment of this week's show, want to give us a call, 340-1045. You're in the house with Ken and Jared on News 1045 WOKV.
Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House with Ken and Jared. Appreciate everybody listening today for sure. Also, um, if you don't know, we're having a special this month and it's almost over. It's our March spring siding special and, uh, James Hardy Corporation has, uh, a siding, uh, called, um, their color plus version, which is a pre-baked, uh, enamel version of the regular siding. And so it's pre-finished in the manufacturing plant. We are uh, having a special this month where you can save 20% on the upgrade from regular siding to the color plus it's actually a really really good deal and so um if uh, uh if you want a, an estimate on that you'd have to call probably monday or tuesday i think it ends wednesday so um our, our office number um is uh, 647-3907 again 647-3907 all right let's talk to carol on the west side carol go ahead with your question uh yes and in, in replacing a tile roof uh because of faulty lining it, is it a good idea to replace existing skylights and vents. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like um, buying a new pair of shoes and using old laces. Uh, there's no way that you would do that. If you're buying new shoes, the expensive part is the shoe. doesn't make sense to reuse old laces. And it's the same thing re- with replacement of a tile roof. You should replace all the other incidental items. So, for example, all the vents, all the stacks, uh, all the flashing. So if you have roof-to-wall uh, transitions where, like, a, a, a one-story meets a two or where two different roof slopes come together and it meets a wall that has siding or stucco or something, you want to replace that flashing as well. It does not make sense to, to reuse what is there. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. No problem. But, um, have you chosen your contractor yet? Do you, uh, we're, uh, do you want to... in that, we're in that process, and one has recommended that and one has not. Well, we'd, we'd actually love to, to give you a quote on that if that's okay. possible. Okay. Um, our business, Universal Roofing Contracting, we um, we serve this area, and so our phone number is six four seven six four seven thirty nine oh seven. Okay, I'll do that. And, um, thank, thank you very I've much. I've got people. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I've got people in the office now, and they can set up a, an appointment. Thank you so much for calling today. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Again, shows called In the House with Ken and Jared every Saturday morning from nine to ten. Take care. Have a good week. God bless. See you.